0: welcome to the underground the steel city underground the black and gold standard for pittsburgh steelers coverage now here's your host joe kuzma and brian e Roach. hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the steel city underground podcast my name is joe kuzma and coming At you in between the holidays here, affectionately known as the taint between Christmas and New Year's. (laughs) Brian's looking at me so crazy. I don't know. We're in limbo, man. I don't know what day it is, what's going on. I forgot we had to do a show or that we were going to do a show. But thank you for joining me. How you doing, my friend?
1: It's the 30th of December and it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. And I'm always happy to be here. You know that. Uh, I miss it when I'm not. I'm going to have a little aha. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm having some aha.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Well, I've got I've got the old brown hot liquid that you don't like, but I'm That's coming. some
1: nasty ass crap right I'm, there.
0: I'm coming <laughs> at you with the Youngstown State mug this time.
1: That's uh, all, all good. I have a mug. Did I show you my mug? Yeah, but Wait what a would minute. you use it for? What, I what have, have a mug. mug. It's the, what, it's the, it's the greatest it. mug ever. It's, it was my Christmas present, and it's the greatest Christmas present ever. See?
0: Uh, it says best oh there we go best dad oh that's cool though I like that I dig it dude is that like a walk you get that like Walgreens you probably didn't ask
1: how do I so. know where they got it
0: <laughs> yeah I know I know it's pretty neat like uh, so last year I got one of these things right and it was funny because I wanted to bring this up because I'm at the tail end of the Pittsburgh Steelers desk calendar and when they print these suckers you they print them like When when you're at the end of this year, you're like three seasons behind now. So this is all statistics and facts about, you know, pretty much any Steelers season, but half of it's full of 2019 facts, which was just an awesome, awesome year of Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. And
1: oh, boy, was it ever? Yeah,
0: you forget Vance McDonald. Here's here's one of. I'm far behind. I'm on the 19th on this thing. I haven't ripped enough off. But who recovered an onside kick and intercepted a pass inside of the final two minutes to help steal, help seal the Steelers' 24-17 win at the Chargers in Week Six of 2019? That's like, wow. Um, what what kind of question is that? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll let you take a stab at it though. Cam Sutton. That's a, I but,
1: think I think it was Cam Sutton.
0: Yeah, it, it 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 claims that. So it's um you know it'll say head coach Bill Cower, who was elected to the Pro Football Fame. Blah blah blah. So that's just a fact. Trivia: What Steelers Out forged a club record string? The mark still stands entering 2020. Of and yes, this was a 2022 calendar, by the way. <laughs> entering 2020, six consecutive 100 receiving yards are receiving games over a span of the 2010-2011 seasons that's a pretty good one too um that was mike wallace um uh, they had immaculate reception um thing there and it said how many yards was franco harris's famous immaculate reception touchdown with five seconds remaining Pretty good I don't
1: one. Remember 60. I don't remember. 60.
0: 60 yards. Woo! Yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. I, I would. I don't think I would have known that off the top of my head. Now I do. So now I'm gonna rip it, and I'll, I'll come back to that at some other point. Bing. We're throwing things around on the show now, Brian. That's the thing that me and Zach do. Got the pen. Throw the pen like David Letterman, and just go, just go berserk. So you had, um, you have an I'm answer.
1: Not, I, I'm not throwing stuff at my camera.
0: <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> But but, 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 my friend, the garden in the yard, repeat the question. We got to know the answer. Got to know what's going on here. Oh, people missed it. Or at least repeat right. the question. And we'll get the answer at the end for those who might've missed well, it on the, the last show.
1: That's a long time ago, man. I'm old. I don't remember what the hell the question was. Something about being in a yard and people it was a week are getting killed, murdered and stuff. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember what it is um but it shouldn't take too long well uh, it, you know, okay what? got it here it is you were you you joe kuzma yes me. were I you was. were was. in the garden oh but okay there are 34 people in the yard this 34 this, this was a yard. trick
0: question from the jump now now i feel i feel
1: uh horn swaddled no, you feel dumb because you killed 30 which is also dumb to kill 30 people in yeah. your yard, depending how on how what they were doing or in the garden, the correct answer. And many, many of our listeners, well, I don't know, at least one, I know. Cause I didn't really read all the comments, but one person I know got the answer is zero. Cause you were in the yard, but you or were in the garden and you left. Cause you had to go to the yard to kill 30 people. Cause you're a psycho psychopath and you're, you're murdering 30 people in the yard. So there's zero people in the garden. Nobody's in the garden.
0: I want to know what community you live in where your garden isn't part of your yard. Well, like a community garden?
1: (laughs) My garden is not part of my yard and I don't live in a fancy schmancy house. I have a brick separation. My garden is in front of the house. So is my yard, but the garden is separated by some little bricky things. So I could be standing in my garden and looking at the people on my lawn or in my yard, I could have killed them all with a shotgun like Clint Eastwood and said, get off my lawn if I had a shotgun and wanted to kill people. But I don't.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's on a whole other side note. I've inherited more shotgun. I have shotgun ammo with no shotgun to put it in myself. So, uh, you know, uh, but re- is re- that know. is that a
1: manscaped line?
0: No, it's not a manscaped line. I almost <laughs> forgot to. Include Manscaped in this stuff, but no, I have the duck shot and buck shot. And if you've ever seen the Dave Chappelle skit about that, that's pretty funny stuff. So, uh, check that out. But no, this episode of the Steel uh, Holiday Edition of the Steel City Underground podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Precision Engineered Tools for your family jewels. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Big announcements.
1: Big announcements.
0: We got our promo code working again. That actual promo code, uh, folks, if you would like to see that, is. Steel City 20, uh, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com with the promo code steelcity City 20. Because Steel City, the promo code no longer, uh, no longer apparently works. So that was uh, uh, a little snafu from the last time, but we got that fixed and all cleared up and cleared out. And now we'll actually, um, and the, we're, we're, I don't even know how far into this show it must be, Brian, that I am. Um, Full of ham. Too much ham from the holidays. I've just been eating ham. Ham for breakfast. I told you this off air. I asked my kid, what's for lunch? What's for dinner? It's ham. Ham's what for dinner? Not beef. And it's got my brain all scrambled. Uh scrambled eggs and ham, actually. That's probably what's on the deck for breakfast tomorrow. So
1: as long as they're not green. Mm,
0: yeah, but some some developments since you and I have last spoke. Steelers won on Christmas Eve. They
1: sure did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big time, big time. Derek Carr, you know, disparaging the terrible towel. You see what ends up happening, my friend. You Find your find your keister on over to the bench. Don't get too many splinters. They, they actually never, won't even...
1: They never learned. They he, never learned. He won't even be on the
0: bench. Like, it, this, some of this stuff is just mind-blowing. Josh Dobbs starting a game. What kind of crazy world are we living in? We could almost talk about the Steelers still having a chance to make the playoffs, despite the Chargers screwing up what I said was a, maybe a 20% chance uh, the other day with Flash. That reduced to like a 2% chance, but they are saying there's a chance.
1: There is still a chance. Uh, I don't remember all the stupid things that have to happen. I think the Dolphins have to lose out and the Patriots have to lose at least one more game.
0: Yeah, it's something like that. I'm uh, actually trying to find it, and I I had it, and, of course, I lost it, and I got to find it again, and maybe I will. Um... Man, and it's just, uh, who could have guessed this though, Brian? Like last night, Josh Dobbs getting a start and everybody that sees him play pretty mediocre football comp- completing like 50% of his passes.
1: Who did I- He started for the
0: Titans? Yeah, yeah. He was only there like eight days. What happened to Malik? What's his face? I don't know. And Tannehill went to injured reserve. So he's done for the season. Titans have lost seven in a row. <laughs> and there's already people talking about how Josh Dobbs this and that. I was joking with-
1: Everybody wanted us to draft Malik Willis and he can't even start over Josh Dobbs. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Uh, Malik Willis would have sat the whole year. It would have been a Mitch Trubisky year if you could imagine that. And I I know I just thought that my whole the whole time during it. I don't want to get twisted. Malik Willis wasn't my pick. It was my pick because I got my arm twisted into saying the Steelers will take a quarterback. I just didn't think Kenny Pickett would be there at pick 20. Nor would the Steelers have used picks to move up to take Kenny Pickett. I thought for sure the Saints or Panthers were going to make that leap. I didn't think the Lions were going to because of where they were selecting at. I thought they would take some other role players and just kind of wait another year if they stunketh. And so uh, Malik, like, yeah, stunketh. I I, I thought that there was the man crush that Mike Tomlin gets on certain players and that Malik might have ended up on the roster. There could have been the chance that he would have still been a third-round pick and maybe even played for the Steelers this year. But I think that would have been highly unlikely compared to the man crush I guess they had on Kenny that they... They kinda hit that, I think, pretty well. I mean, you I think it comes out more now than it did during the, the draft period, but uh irregardless, which isn't a word. I've been around my yes, mom it's, too. It's regardless. Yes, it's just regardless. Yes, yes. There's but no ear. Between in, my mom in and mother-in-law, I've been saying use a a lot now too. I got that little uh, western pennsylvania kind of flair to it use instead of yin's. uh but they say both my mom my mom is not uh, abstract from saying that the old rust belt there so anyway um yeah malik like there's people that are talking about Josh Dobbs i was talking with flash i sent him a text last night i said he's going to be qb2 next year that's what everybody's going to want <laughs> so i don't know man um
1: well you know mark caboli made me almost vomit Oh, dear. lord! Uh, I think I saw that, you know, I, with the Baker Mayfield number six in the Steelers uniform right after I ate my dinner.
0: You know what? Uh, I'm going to pull that one up because that was pretty stupid. And I do have that. Um, I do have that on um, almost on speed dial here. Oh, no, it wasn't even that. It was that he said Dobbs 9 of 16 for 143 at the half. something like that was the was the first one I saw then the other one oh Mark don't let me down here we go
1: oh
0: that's just so dude that's so painful Uh, and somebody has it but the
1: best part is this of this is that's the big fat kicker's body I know, I know, right? It's Presley Arvin's body. So it's Big Fat Baker. <laughs>
0: yeah, big Fat Baker. But somebody has a meme in there It says, Jesus, give us a warning before you post that shit. <laughs> I
1: know. I, I, I just was like, I can't. Really, I can't. I mean, look, Baker Mayfield has done very nicely for himself out in Los Angeles thus far. Very nice. Uh, but the fact that the guy's now playing for his, like, 90th team in since he got crypt. He couldn't start for the Panthers. I mean, come on. You know, I, I was not a Baker Mayfield fan. I, I said from the beginning, it was a mistake to make that pick, but whatever.
0: I hear you on that. Um, here's, here, here's your, um, playoff scenarios, by the way. So oh good. Please yes, tell me, yes. I need to be we'll, we'll throw this up. So Steelers have to beat the Ravens. The Seahawks have to beat the Jets. I I do think the Jets just have to lose one of the next two. But it, it, in inversely, it does mean that the Dolphins have to lose both of their games. So the Patriots have to win. So this week, you're rooting for the Seahawks and Patriots. You want the Jets and Dolphins to lose, as well as the Steelers have to take care of business and clean house Uh, with both of these games. That should be uh, p- obvious to anyone uh, watching this. And of course, if the Dolphins happen to beat the Patriots even before this game, which was flexed to... Sunday night football in Baltimore oh, done. it's it's done it's it's completely done so the Dolphins right. must 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 lose and then uh the Jets have to win next week and the Bills beat the Patriots all of this is actually fairly plausible I believe the Jets game is in Seattle Mike White's gonna be back to playing I, I don't care what you say Magic Mike White or whatever the dude is not he, he's not walking on water here he's not a miracle worker or anything like that like
1: Pull that back up
0: for a second. Yeah, I can pull it up for you. Here you go. All
1: right. So, Bills could be conceivably still playing for the top seed, and they should just want to beat the Patriots because it's always that week 18. It's always that last game where Mm -hmm. you need somebody to win that screws you. But it is conceivable because the race is tight that the Bills will need to win that game in order to secure the top pick or the top seed so okay so that's that's very viable and, and and it should be an easy win for the bills to beat the patriots it just should be
0: yeah okay. yeah 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 uh, no it, it really
1: is it's not inconceivable it isn't out of the question uh but i you it's know, improbable. it's improbable the the one that i think actually is the two that are the hardest are the two jets games right um it's are the jets going to beat the dolphins in the last week where is that game tell me it's in uh New York.
0: Yeah, I gotta look it up. Of course. Um, yeah, you that know, would make a we're, huge we're difference.
1: Definitely living up to the most unprepared podcast in in the world. Here.
0: Well, it's because, <laughs> dude, I was out of time. I told you, it's the taint. That's Ex- why. Excuses,
1: there. <laughs> stop using that word. <laughs> <laughs> we need another word for it.
0: Somebody had like some like it was something called like interdimensional paradox or or some goofy. L- Word like science fiction word for it, but I, it's,
1: I prefer how about, it's pizza. just the nexus. We're in the nexus of, of December, it's the nexus of December.
0: Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Time period between Christmas and New Year's is there an actual word for this? Because somebody would inform us of this. Uh, there's no official name for this period, it's often dubbed Crimbo Limbo. <laughs> Or Twixmas.
1: <laughs> All right, I can live with Twixmas because it's got the cookie crunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Twixmas, um, yeah, it's a crimbo limbo. I I don't know. Taint sounds better than that. So, no, anyways. It
1: does, no, it does it, not. Well, the taint's that part
0: between, you know, that those parts and your bunghole. And that's what Manscaped it, takes care it, of, it, my friend.
1: It taints your balls and it taints your ass. That's what it is. <laughs> And I don't want to say it anymore. I don't like that word. Disgusting.
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind you of it. I don't even know what I was looking up. Now we were looking up the. Where is the Jets Dolphins
1: game going to be played?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Well, there's a lot of to be determined. That is going to be in Miami. A uh-huh. uh, Miami. Yeah. So, so...
1: Tua is gonna sit this game. I actually think that the unless there's absolutely a desperation of them getting in the playoffs, there's no way he plays the rest of the year. Yeah, So he's not playing this weekend, but if they manage to win this weekend so that they still have a ch- a chance to be in the play, do they clinch if they win this weekend? I
0: don't know if it's a clinch or if they just knock the Steelers out of contention. Maybe yeah. someone else that's a low hanging fruit that's in this. The Titans are still in because it's pretty much them. And I think the Jaguars, whoever wins that division is in and the other is out. And I have to see the others because there was like that whole in the hunt graphic. I think you saw that and it was like in the mix and in between and crimbo limbo and taint and whatever else that it was. So uh, I I would love it if they went on like Troy Aikman and Joe (laughs) Buck were on Monday Night Football. Instead of in the hunt, they called it the taint for good morning football. (laughs) That's just great. Patriots (laughs) got to play at the Bills. Bills are playing in Cincinnati. For a very intriguing game this weekend. I, and I so. actually
1: think they're going to lose that game.
0: Yeah, that's tough. I, I got a coin flip on that myself. So,
1: And that means that they, if they lose, what's Kansas City's record right now?
0: Uh, that's a great question. You're asking me. See, this is why I'm not prepared because I wasn't prepared. There's no way I could have been prepared to answer all these questions. Kansas City right now is
1: at 12 and 3. And so are the Bills, right? They're yeah. twelve and three. They're they got thirteen 12
0: and, and three. 2. And Cincinnati's eleven and four. So if Cincinnati wins, now it creates a little bit more of a log jam there. And yeah. They
1: would they would then if Cincinnati wins, then Cincinnati probably they win the tiebreaker over both the Chiefs and the and the and the Bills, don't they? Because they beat them both, didn't
0: they? I believe so. And I would like to actually see Oh, where's Kansas City at in the great spectrum of things when it comes to their schedule. Uh I, I mean all of this is kind of a moot point unless we figure out a way right. to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I think that's, that's exactly the most player. important it's, 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 part it's, of it, but um they get the Broncos and they're at the Raiders, the Chiefs are. So that like those, those are two gimmies, you might as well say. I mean the Broncos just fired their the fired Daniel
1: Hackett and they're just flat out. Oh, just, how do you how do you get you got the best defense in the league through, what, 14, 15, 16, 17 weeks, however long it was, and then you play like that against just, that team? Oh.
0: I don't know. Broncos, I mean, they, 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 the Broncos deserve to lose. And then the Raiders, the Steelers completely broke. I'm surprised Josh McDaniels has a job. But my buddy who is a um, uh, Broncos fan, he called it. He said if this Rams game was out of control with the Broncos, he's like, coaches get fired. And yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll go down as one of the worst hires and maybe even one of the worst trades of all time. We'll just have to see how Deshaun Ooh. Watson works out or doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, let me sum up this game real quick, though. Uh, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it more in depth, but I'm going to sum it up this this way. They should have beaten them in Pittsburgh. And it shouldn't even have been close. So if they are an improved team, the Steelers I'm talking about, they should win this game in Baltimore, even though it's going to be harder because it's in Baltimore, but they should have won that game. There's no good reason for them to go in and lose this game unless they throw it away the same way they did.
0: Or they knock out any picket and you got to play with Mitch Trubisky again. Well, yeah, that's it's, a possibility. Yeah. It's always a possibility in Baltimore. Just one more um, look around here at the uh, week 17 playoff scenarios and this might sum it up a little bit easier. Steelers win out, Patriots beat Miami and then lose the Buffalo. Jets lose to Seattle, beat Miami. Dolphins have to lose both, and that's an and and and. There's no ors in that yep. configuration. All of these things must happen, and we've been a part sure. of these. We've been a part of these parlays where it comes down to one of them doesn't end up happening, and yep. the rest do. And we've also Go been Hawks. part of it. Yeah, we've been part of it, too, where Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three picks against a terrible Jets team up in Buffalo years ago, and the Steelers end up winning in Cleveland, and I was in Cleveland for that, and it's just another thing to twist the knife at those Browns fans, you know. Uh, that was one of them. I was talking about Kansas City not playing any of their starters against the Chargers and nearly winning that game, and that came down to two missed field goals. Uh, Or two made field goals, whichever way. I think it was a miss and they called a penalty and then they allowed them to retake it. And the Steelers would have been in that year. You remember uh, everybody watching Baker Mayfield try to do something against Baltimore sitting
1: standing, standing in the stadium, watching it. Yeah. yeah,
0: Watching it and becoming Browns fans for a hot minute. So
1: that's almost as bad as having to root for the Patriots this. week.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. I will. I won't lie. So there's a lot of scenarios there, and maybe all of this is all for naught. There are people out there, though, Brian, that have been saying that they don't want the Steelers to make the playoffs. Why? Because they would just be one and done. Who lives by that kind of philosophy? You get in the tournament, and with the team that's been winning most, you know, they've been winning games. They might be close, but you don't know that they're maybe improving they could keep them close enough to your vest and you're playing December, January style football where you're able to run the football. Don't ask too much of your rookie quarterback. Maybe you even do win a playoff game. What kind of feather in the cap is that for somebody like Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris and Pat Fermouth, all these young guys that are I, on the team? I'm
1: going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play this out like this. If the, if the Bengals beat the bills, right. And somehow become the number one seed. Right. Mm-hmm. You with me so far? Yes. And the Steelers. Miraculously get into the playoffs and have to go to Cincinnati, because oh well, no, they'd have the bye, so they'd go to Kansas City or they'd go to to Buffalo, probably Buffalo. Actually, Kansas Buffalo, City,
0: Kansas City would have probably end up with the bye. I don't see them losing either of those two games, so you'd go to Cincinnati. So Cincinnati would be Kansas, the two.
1: If Kansas City doesn't lose any more games, Cincinnati is the two. Cincinnati would be the two if they beat and Buffalo. Bills would be the three, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm actually that's what I want. I was gonna be. I was. I was trying to get us into that uh, mode. So if they, they go to Cincinnati, which means it's the it's that whole playing them for the third time. The defense currently is playing better than they have all year. Uh, you've got some growth and some maturity. I, I'll just tell you that is not a. If they have to play either the Bills or the Bengals in the first round, if if I if, I want to do the whole you know coach thing, it's like playoffs. <laughs> playoff
0: Instead playoffs. of mock draft insanity right. that you did, this is playoff scenario s- insanity.
1: <laughs> yeah, and scenario and insanity. They could beat either the bills or the Bengals right now. I, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying that there's that they, they should even be favored. I'm saying they will have the potential to beat either one of those teams right now.
0: I don't feel as confident for some reason, what the bills and the bills seem to well, turn, it on, turn it on and off in spur because
1: they beat the living crap out of us. <laughs>
0: But they're missing some pieces now, and they're not healthy, and and neither is uh, the Bengals. They just lost Collins, who I didn't allow Collins, who I didn't think was playing very well to begin with. So they lose one of their tackles. So yeah, you're not gonna. Let's put it this way: if the Steelers sneak into the playoffs and they do so in somewhat of a decisive fashion against the Ravens and be- and Browns to finish out the season, and you look over their body of work, and the last teams that they had lost to was the Ravens and the Bengals since the bye week, a lot of people are gonna be like, "Whoa." I'm scared to play this team. And let's not forget, it's not like Kansas City. Kansas City is a shootout system. Mahomes yeah. and company put up points, and you're, you've you got to chase them. And that's where I don't feel comfortable with the Steelers. But to be completely honest, their defense stinks. Their defense is not a, not a Super Bowl-caliber defense. They're going to have to have an offense that wins games, which they do. There's no lie there. But... It's not to say that, you know, with how weak their defense is and let's say Mahomes or somebody makes a couple of mistakes and boom, there you go. Things slip on a banana peel. There's also the inverse where everyone, the reason they don't want to make the playoffs is they go to Kansas City and then get their ass kicked like, you know, last year outside of the first quarter. And that's, um, you know, it's where I'm looking at with, it does not look like Lamar Jackson is a goal for this game. He has been a DMP once again. He is missing in action. Is he shut down for the entire season? I mean, they've got their playoff spot. Is he shut down until the playoffs? Until the is he, playoffs? Is there some I, if, secret if holdout here? Is he legitimately hurt? They're already
1: hurt? there. If they're already there, yeah, they're there. Yeah. Then you don't. You, why play him? What's the point?
0: Yeah. What's the point? Well,
1: here's another point to that. Is he going
0: to play? Period. Is he legitimately I don't know hurt?
1: The to that. Is, or is he? Is he legitimately going? You need to pay me as much money as Patrick Mahomes because I just need all that money. Even though he doesn't deserve it and his contract should be nowhere near that money. It he's gonna demand it. And uh yeah. I I feel zero, zero, zero empathy for the Ravens in this instance. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't either. Please
1: I don't pay either. him Deshaun Watson money. Please guarantee it. Please do that. Please, Baltimore, please. Because it's worked, do that. It's worked
0: out so well for everyone. It didn't even work out for them when they gave Flacco the bag years ago after the Super Bowl. They pretty much struggled I, with that too.
1: They will just love the fact that they will be putting themselves in cap hell. And uh, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Go ahead. Overpay that quarterback. Please do.
0: Yeah. Well, you're seeing that with like, I know the Rams have had some injuries and some other stuff, but they don't have an offensive line. I mean, just for (laughs) one reason or another, Uh, that's been pretty bad for them, too. You lose Cooper Cup. That's never very, very easy. You know, and so I, I hate to just throw them out there, but they bought a Super Bowl. And once you're done buying it, the, the Packers just tried to do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. That didn't seem to do too well for them. It seems like every team. That no, they're throws this money
1: they're starting to play a little better. So. They're playing
0: a little better. Um, a little the Brown- still Mr.
1: Overrated. But yeah,
0: exactly. The the Browns, how do they give Jack Conklin a new contract? That doesn't make any sense to me either. Like, I don't know where they find the money for this. But anyways, Brian, uh, jump over to the injury report. I got to make it a little larger on screen everyone can see it on the steelers side of things this is a pretty fully loaded deal a lot of these are not injury related and personal uh for the steelers so the first two i don't know all the way on up um Let's see: Cam Hayward, Pat Fryer, Terrell Edmonds, Najee Harris, and Miles Jack. That's going from bottom to top. They were all on the report, but it also said that they were. It was personal, probably day of rest. They were full participants Thursday. We'll get an update for you Friday. If I could get a cheat sheet show in real quick. Uh, defensive player, AFC defensive player of the week, Cam Hayward. By the way, grown ass man with his pair of sacks and uh, oodles of pressure. Uh, Larry Ogan, Joby, of course, always shows up on this thing. Deontay Johnson, he's still nursing the hip. That goes back to last week. Trey Norwood, uh, he left the game. Uh, and Elijah Riley came in on Christmas Eve, so Trey Norwood looks like he's going to be a scratch. And when we jump over to the Ravens side of things, they've got they've got some days of rest type things too. But Calais Campbell has been banged up. Let's see if he's a Larry Joby type of scenario. And if he doesn't practice Friday, we'll see if he ends up playing. But my gu- my gut tells me he'll be out there more than likely. Uh, yeah, Tristan Colon, he's on a day of rest. Uh, Justin Houston, day of rest. Uh, Deshaun Jackson returned to practice. There's Lamar Jackson still uh, missing in action two days Morgan Moses uh, he was one that's been banged up all year going back to the last game he had a day of rest Marcus Peters has not practiced each of the last two days with a calf injury Jason Pierre Paul had an illness he's back to practice Uh, Kevon Seymour ankle he's a full participant Ronnie Stanley they've got to rest in this guy because he's been banged up too uh, Gino Stoney's reserve safety is DMP on Thursday. Kevin Zeitler day of rest. Nick Boyle illness did not practice on Thursday. These were the new additions yesterday. JK Dobbins day of rest and DeMarcus Robinson also a day of rest. So this time of the year, man, it reads like half the go, roster. Go, go back to that for a second. Yeah, I could do that for you. Cause I'm a nice guy.
1: I just want to enjoy the, 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 the wordage there on DeMarcus Robinson rest groin,
0: rest, rest <laughs> groin that is that is pretty good man and rest, uh,
1: rest groin stop it, getting busy rest yeah. that groin
0: <laughs> yeah yeah rest that groin man well brian it's time to da, 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 da. we got to put up once again that, that the steel city underground podcast is brought to you by manscape get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code steel city 20 at manscape.com uh brian you got bush you might have some bush there in your nose he's messing with the nose hair trimmer as we speak and you know three two one man it is a uh happy new year from our friends over at manscape that's right folks the ball has officially dropped but that doesn't mean well it'll drop here in a few days but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023 <laughs> what, what the hell whether you get that new year's kiss or not the leaders in below the waist grooming have you covered for your much needed resolution of bringing sexy back join the seven million men or 14 million balls worldwide who trust manscaped with our exclusive offer go to manscaped.com use the promo code steelcity20 for 20% off plus free shipping and let us have a toast for the new year a new you and a new you with no pubes <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you the read was awesome. I was, see, I was it's bring awesome. Bring it sexy back over here for you. Yes. yes.
1: Bring it sexy back. Uh, yeah, say, don't forget, uh,
0: don't forget uh, if you uh. get the whole performance uh, package 4.0, you get the grooming kit, The shed, that's the shed travel bag, the anti-shaving boxers with briefs, which are just amazing, and a few other free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Uh, I mean, these are a perfect companion for all of you that are going to be running and hustling over to uh, join a gym and be part of a gym membership. You want to have this with you. It's waterproof. It's got the light in it. And guess what? They've got some other stuff coming here, middle of January. We're going to have some more announcements for Manscaped. They're going to, they've got more new products coming. So stay tuned for that. Very, very happy, very, very happy new year from the folks at Manscaped. The happy new year to them as well. We appreciate and enjoy them being a partner of the Steel City Underground podcast.
1: I, I love these guys, but you know, look, can we not have the image of dropping a ball on your balls? I mean, that's don't drop the ball on your balls. That's painful. That's, that's a little masochistic. I'm, I'm, I, I can't support
0: that. I know, I know, man, you're, you got the different, you got the, you got the different, the, the marriage, the ball and chain. That's what you're thinking of. The visual of, of old uh,
1: Marley with Scrooge. You know, just stretching my wife, through. my wife, watches this podcast sometimes. You can't be doing that. Hey, she, don't don't watch podcast. She, she does. She, she does tells me, th- th- tells me about it. And <laughs>
0: she's doing that to monitor you, not to watch me or actually watch you.
1: no you're right she's doing that to monitor me yeah you
0: gotta gotta stay on your best behavior she wants to know if this is what you're actually doing when you go into hiding for an hour or so so like like where did Brian disappear to
1: she doesn't she just doesn't she didn't care about that no no that's not true she's gonna come down there and say what
0: did you do with this room (laughs) what's all this stuff on the walls Uh, heading into this game Brian to 10 and 5 can't believe the Ravens have 10 wins boy did they sneak away with a few of them didn't they they did like like, it, this is just the polar opposite of if the Steelers could have pulled out like the Patriots or Jets win, we wouldn't be talking about all those different scenarios. And yes, would not. I say scenario and scenario interchangeably because I'm that kind of guy. Oh, this just it just irritates me. It just irritates me to no end that they they beat the Bengals by two, they beat the Browns by three, they uh, they snuck out of a win in Carolina at the end, they beat the Broncos by one, they beat the Steelers by two like they had a they just lost uh to the Browns somehow in the same kind of fashion. I know that's the post Steelers game. So that's the one like you're always worried about when you're a fan of either franchise. You're like, well, the game after this one when these two collide, immovable force or whatever, unstoppable unstoppable force and the immovable object end up colliding. And they end up licking their wounds and whatnot. And I understand the second string quarterbacks, third string quarterbacks. Let's see what happens when we get Kenneth Pickett, Kenneth Shane Pickett out there on the field. I saw something from Michael Birch. Let's see if I can pull this up. He had a statistic about good old uh, Kenneth Shane Pickett. And he uh, actually became the first rookie quarterback since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. And let me pull this one up on the big screen. This is the stat you want to see. He's the first one to win four plus games as a starter and throw fewer than two interceptions over the course of November, December. So it's a cherry picked stat, but that's still pretty cool to see that. That
1: that is absolutely a cherry picked stat. You're right, but it is cool. (laughs) But yeah, that's see those. That's the thing. Those are the kind of stats that give stats a bad name. That's like, I'm going to invent. Let me find the perfect scenario to make this a positive stat.
0: (laughs) Well, that would have been Mitch Trubisky with the most attempts or whatever um, without a pick six or something. And I'm like, wow, what, what an achievement. Because he doesn't throw it like anywhere where somebody could have had a pick six, but there was plenty of picks otherwise. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see how this one goes, man. Uh, night game, I'm not happy about the flex. I like the flex idea just for the fact that you could go look at the Cincinnati fans and say, you're the reason that our game got flexed before. It wasn't because the Steelers were stinky. It's because you suck. So, <laughs> so I know, I know. It's just I think <laughs> I think what happened the is the, the NFL just looked at those Christmas Eve numbers and they said, We're gonna do that instead of this. I forget who they flexed. I think it was maybe the Chargers or whatever, which It was a Chargers game, yeah. Yeah, Chargers and that's who came in the first time. So roundabouts fair play. Uh them in Kansas City. I, I hate all the talking heads that are out there though, they still got like their pools alive of picking up for Chargers in the Super Bowl and I'm just like gag. And it just drives me crazy. I'll that seems
1: unlikely that.
0: to me. Yeah, very, 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 very much so unlikely. Uh, anything on the Ravens offense? Let's put it this way. Here, I'll give you my thought, a quick a quick hit here. Over, under on this game,
1: 35. Uh, <gasps> uh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's, I, I mean, I, I still kind of want to say take the under. Yeah, but- I know. But man, that's a low, that's like 17 and a half points each. I know. That's, I mean, I get it was what, 16 to or 18, whatever the heck it was last time 13, around.
0: 13, 10, wasn't it?
1: So uh, that, was the, that was the Raiders game. 16, 14. And, yes. So 16, 14. Points. That's yes. what I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, whew, man, that's a, uh, that's spicy. <laughs>
0: That's that's spicy. I I like that's very hard for me to take an under uh, anybody in the NFL. Anybody, yeah, any game at 35? Like that's a very tough sell especially when I think we're looking at halfway decent weather in Baltimore despite it being a night game. I think it's going to be in like the 40s or maybe even low 50s. Oh, uh, should be pretty solid as opposed to the frigid, beer freezing temperatures of Acrisure Stadium uh yeah. just last Saturday. So, I mean the Steelers um these teams got like an extra day of rest. They had the holidays, or a little bit, the, you know. The taint screws with everyone, so it's just—it's the theme of the day, man.
1: We're That's re- a terrible theme. Yeah, That's a terrible, terrible theme.
0: <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, I, I was gonna say, hey, I got two corrections since they just popped in my head, anyways, from the um, the 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 post game. From Christmas Eve and the Immaculate Reception, the 50th anniversary and whatever, I goofed and said something about Jack Lambert not being there. Of course, he wouldn't have been on the team yet. That no, was in '72. Yeah, I know. But you know, I'm still half awake. We're in the middle of the taints, and I don't know where I'm at and what day. Is. So, anyways, uh, the other one was it's uh David Bowie and Bing Crosby. See, I was I was just going all full force with Christmas music again and railing against Gene Autry. Because Gene Autry just seemed to have done everything, and it's just like, okay, if you've got like one or two that are really special, but there's a David Bowie and Bing Crosby song that I feel just slaps. But Burl Ives is my guy, along with Mimi King and Queen. Uh, the Christmas greatest music.
1: Christmas song of all time is "Father Christmas" by the Kinks.
0: An interesting end pick. of
1: story. It's an end interesting of story. pick.
0: I like like a <laughs> lot of I like a lot of modern stuff. Like I could do some pentatonics and some stuff like that. And, uh, I could go with Trans
1: Siberian Orchestra, the oh, uh, Carol of the Bells. I can go there. I love
0: that. I love that. That was actually, one of but, my picks was the um, Christmas Eve Sarajevo, 1979 yeah, or whatever yeah. I, the name of that is. It's exactly. got like five names to it. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that's the song I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers isn't a bad one either. I, I don't mind that. So, um,
1: but you, you got to throw that Mariah Carey crap out, man. That's, no, 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 that's how done. Dare, how dare the you crap?
0: How, Just, how
1: at, song makes me vomit.
0: How, how, <laughs> how dare you? How dare crap. you? She has the voice of an angel.
1: She, she has is, the voice she is you know, here from, you go. The, from the heavens above theme, theme coming. She has the voice of a taint.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Aww, laughs> that's wrong. she should be largely forgotten. I think if it wasn't for the Christmas songs, so I think it's pretty cool that they like, are out of like uh rehab were <laughs> to do the specials every now i'm and then. just
1: out i'm down i'm not i am not down with the mariah carey love i yeah. don't i don't i don't have it no but
0: uh, okay so that was my that was my quick look at the I was like thirty five I'm like I think it's just gonna be another tight maybe low scoring game I, I don't know though the Steelers uh, they uh, weren't able to muster anything until the very end against the Raiders game but weather I think plays a lot a big factor in it absolutely it does
1: it absolutely does look you know they they also, you know, kicked themselves a, a couple of times. Kenny fired a couple passes that bounced off people's hands, which it's going to do when it's cold. Um, you know, there's, a, there's there's excuses for that one, right? Uh, I, I, I'll put it this way: if they can keep the Ravens under 200 yards rushing, I think they win the game.
0: <laughs> I think if the Steelers can actually run for over 100, they could win the game because that was something Absolutely that could. they were unable to do, and they were playing from behind uh, the entire yes. game with the last one and with Mitch. So there's if there's they, a number they, of And that's there.
1: a key. That is a key for the you want to keep the Ravens off you know from running the ball, get ahead.
0: Absolutely, because then get they're gonna be forced to do something uh with whoever is under center yep. for that game. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. You gotta always watch out for Mark Andrews, but he has not been the same player pretty much all year, but even more so when he's not playing with Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins, uh he had his big comeback game actually with or against the Steelers. He's cooled off a little bit in the interim since uh these two played back. In week fourteen, I mean, it's it's a close turnaround. There's only been three games in between, or two games in between, if you're looking at it like an Oreo cookie. The cream being the Panthers and Raiders, and the Steelers able to win both of those. It's uh just it's a little disconcerting though that they both their losses were in the AFC North. Would have liked to have had to uh, pick up a, co- a one of those wins. Any of these other ones that we mentioned earlier in the season, obviously, could have turned the tide. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, anything against the AFC East. And those teams that are still competing for a playoff spot, but it is, this isn't something that isn't, what do you want to say, Uh undoable or or impossible here. The Ravens, since their bye week, have scored 13, 27 was against the Jaguars, 10 against the Broncos, 16 against the Steelers, 3 against the Browns, and 17 against the Falcons. They are not a team that scores anywhere in the stratosphere of 20 points per game with, uh, especially now without Lamar Jackson, they have limited their opponents to three 28, nine, 14, 13, and nine as well. So they have to get it done on defense without a Calais Campbell, without maybe a Marcus Peters. That may be a, a bit more of a struggle. Those are some key components for them. So we'll see how those guys, if they're capable of playing Roquan Smith, obviously made a difference or a turnaround to their defense was seizing at least 20 some points per game prior to that bye week prior basically, to that trade so he has helped make a difference there as well but obviously I think I think another key component to this is that hopefully the Steelers have recognized something and that's if you get Najee Harris involved in the pass game we were mentioning this myself and Flash we were talking about Lev Bell and how he was wide receiver too we don't need that kind of volume but you get Najee in space five yards upfield and let him turn and he's able to create some things and if you can get him the ball 3 to 5 times a game, you can get some uh, you know, short manageable, second manageable, third manageables off of that or break a nice big gain to get you into field goal territory. Those are the type of plays that will see the steal that's that's a that's a recipe for success. I I believe and Boswell missing those field goals I think is just kind of um in his last game kind of that's rare you're not going to see that happen it's windy it's cold all sorts of other things and he was what a game off of coming back from injury i don't yep. think you'll see that happen probably again yep cross fingers your fingers
1: yep. yep knocking on some wood uh i'm I, not your I'm, head no i'm i'm now i'm now i'm like having it i'm having a, a manscaped thought <laughs> ah <laughs>
0: nice the precision engineered tools for your jewel family jewels for your family jewels. There you go. why is it the well I guess I'm not gonna go there but anyway well, it
1: says without them you make no family
0: yeah I guess that makes plenty of sense to me my friend uh but Ravens minus two and a half so you know favored at home as they, most teams are favored by yes, like, they should be
1: so. yeah, yeah I mean they should be this is not a gimme obviously like I I you know I I do think the Steelers can win this game and I think they will win this game, but it's not a gimme and they have to be, they can't make mistakes. Like they just simply are not good enough uh, to overcome multiple, multiple mistakes. So they have to play clean football. And if they do, I think they will win this game. Um, but it's, you know, it's not, it's just not in any way, shape or form at a certainty.
0: Yeah. It's not guaranteed. Believe it or not, both of these teams the Steelers actually have, a better pass offense than the Baltimore Ravens do this season. Uh, But they're both in the 20s, you know, 24 and 28. uh, And and then rush-wise, obviously, Baltimore is second in the league. The Steelers middle of the pack at 18. That's a number they've rebounded from uh, since the bye and we've said they've topped 100 in every game except for the last game against Baltimore, so they got to get moving uh, on the ground and not abandon it and not get behind on the scoreboard or in a, like a two-score scenario where they're forced to throw it more. But if they have to throw it more, Baltimore has been bad against the pass just as much as the Steelers have, 23rd and 24th respectively in the league as far as what they give up on average in the air, but they're both good against Baltimore. run as well so that might make it difficult baltimore's bread and butter is the run game so we'll see what the steelers can do if they're healthy there and maybe you never know maybe tj's a little more healthier and uh could be a little bit of a home wrecker there cam hayward's turning it on late alex highsmith's getting his Akella witherspoon is back to practice i know that doesn't you know, light up the charts for a lot of people out there, but it's somebody that's not James Pierre. So that also, yeah. you know, <laughs> the inverse of this.
1: But did they pull him off? Did they activate him yet? He's not a, just,
0: no, no, no. He's just so practicing. unlikely
1: so. that he's still going to play. Yeah, but I don't think so, but possible, it's but it, unlikely.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see if it's like break glass in case of emergency type situation. Cause even if they did activate him, it doesn't mean he's going to go out there and start. You know, yeah, and it's still debatable how much of an upgrade he is, but I still think you know a lot of the problems. Sometimes I'm turning, I'm seeing forty two. Forty two is an enigma to me because he's capable of creating splash plays too, but that's about where it ends. He's like somebody that's like a lunch pail guy, like a Robert Spillane, that yeah. you know, he's serviceable, but uh, the physical traits are why they wasn't a drafted player and why they're always looking to upgrade at that position. Yep, yep. You're not, I've got nothing to say about yeah. that. You're right. Well, I'm thinking. Against the run, well, you got. I think you got the Brian Flores kind of influence. Maybe we'll see some of the zero blitz type deals. You got everybody up on the line. Maybe like a single, like one single high safety, and everybody on the line, and you're gonna try and make Tyler Huntley or whoever try and figure out where the hell the defense is coming from yeah uh, I think they'll mix up some of that. We've saw the Steelers in the last game actually play a lot of the five linebacker type looks. It's almost more of like a four three where you have uh Cam and like Okunjobi or Leal who's back and healthy as well yeah um with a, paired with Watt or Highsmith and those four, and then you might have all all three between miles jack Robert Spillane, And also Devin Bush, I'm trying to remember if Jack was healthy in that last game where they played, but that's another way they try and yeah, Yeah, they try and limit the they try and limit teams that they're playing against. They have some of that three safety look too, which they weren't afraid to put Elijah Riley out there in that formation or that sub package against the Raiders, despite Trey Norwood getting hurt and Terrell Edmonds being out of the game, uh, ruled out ahead of time and playing mostly with Casey. So uh, that still worked out well for them. They weren't like completely, absolutely murdered. And even the one touchdown play that the Steelers gave up, it was shown. Did you happen to see that, Brian? The um, uh, should be the what illegal man downfield or offensive pass interference, which they tagged yeah. Pat Fryermuth with. Forgot to mention that on the on uh, the post game show. So. Uh, those things, it, it sucks when it doesn't go your way that way, and hopefully you don't have any of that happening with the Steelers. I got to look at the game capsule and see who the referee is because if it is Cleet Blakeman, I'm going to pull all of my hair out. He has not uh, uh, done I'm the Steelers good. yet this yeah. year. He has not I'm had I'm just going to say, say one
1: thing about the refs. Yeah. yeah, Just one know. thing. They stink. Do you, do you think? <laughs> they stink. Is that is that a, terrible.
0: Is that a fact?
1: It It is actually a fact. If you look <laughs> up refs in – Webster's Dictionary, the definition is they stink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm trying to see who we got. Oh, it's Land Clark. That's good. That's the guy that um, Chris Collinsworth will be gushing over. Was that Collinsworth or was that Tony Romo? I kept talking like Uh, he looked like a Ken doll.
1: I forgot. I haven't watched a Sunday night game very much (laughs) this year because I've either been at them or had personal reasons why I couldn't watch and I was listening on on the radio. I, I have to deal with Chris Collinsworth.
0: Unless you go, it might be a reason to push you into Baltimore for a Sunday night.
1: Oh. Why? 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 Why does it have to be Chris Collinsworth? He's so annoying.
0: Well, you, you know what's worse than Chris Collinsworth? Uh, you, you can you possibly imagine what is worse than Chris Collinsworth? Nothing. His son.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> it's, uh. It is a spawn of Satan. Like ba- baby just, Collinsworth. Baby. Yeah, I don't even know what his name is. I'm just like. Oh, man. It's like, hey, dude, you need to get your suit tailored. It's like hanging off of you. <laughs> it just kind of cracks me up. Well, I guess that's it for the keys, whatever keys we got to the game. It's pretty much limit the run and run the ball yourself. We'll see if Kenny can get maybe another TD pass. Think it in here at some point uh, during the game. We didn't talk a whole lot about any individual performers, and we'll see if we can keep Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin's... Um, streak alive here they've been talking about it the players have and it sounds like it's it's important to them even though tomlin says it isn't and i know that'll just perturb even more people because they want to be able to say that they didn't Now i'm gonna have to address one other thing brian and it's from one of our guys that we uh strongly dislike it's it's not mark madden it's the other one andrew filiponi oh yeah And I got to see if I could actually pull this up
1: because he made a, uh, you know, there comes a point in time when maybe we just need to stop talking about them because all they do is say dumb things.
0: Yeah, they do say some uh, dumb things and this one might take the taco, my friend. This is Andrew Filippone, 93.7, the fan Pittsburgh. He talks about sports in Pittsburgh yeah he says some dumb things like this remember when the steelers fans laughed at marvin lewis in cincinnati from 2011 to 2016 he won 58 games and was 0-5 in the playoffs well don't look now but in the last six years mike tomlin has won exactly 58 games is 0-3 in the playoffs tomlin has become marvin lewis 2.0 uh uh, i i have a major problem with that this this is festivus level of having a problem with somebody and i'm going to tell you why What did Marvin, he said from 2011, right? This is what he cherry-picked. Yep, 2011 and 2016, he won 58 games. And Mike Tomlin from the last six years, 58 games. Okay, you're going to say that. But here's the problem, my friend and let me let me bring it up i don't know why it highlight okay it highlighted the bar where 2011 is on this i'm going to try and pull this up as large as i can what did marvin lewis do before 2011 does he have super bowl appearances does he have division titles no he doesn't have any of these things okay he had one he had an 11 five year in 2005 he had one in 2009 the rest of his seasons stinketh he made the playoffs twice out of what one two three four five six seven eight we are not in the same category that is pre comparison period and if you took mike tomlin against that mike tomlin has made the playoffs i think pretty much every year from whatever uh 2007 to 2010 had two super bowl appearances with a win Get out of town with that garbage. You want to talk about when stats make stats look bad. That's the one that I had to call out. That's the one I had to cherry pick and say that is stupid to call Mike Thomas, Marvin Lewis, 2.0. That just, it, that irritates me to no end.
1: There's, there's so many uh, things that go into trying to analyze the, that tweet um, and trying to make it make any sense at all. Uh, you know, who are the players? What were they, you know, what's the, what's the expectations of each one of those years? Um, you know, are, were they in a, you know, constant, here's the Bengals were drafting in the top 10 all the damn time because they stunk. Right. And, and taking guys like John Ross, yeah, they still <laughs> couldn't, could still couldn't win, still couldn't win. The Steelers have been able to win drafting in the bottom part of the draft almost every year. Um, so look, there's a, there's just a whole bunch of different reasons why that's a nonsensical statement, um, but I don't want to talk about it because he's dumb and I don't. Want to I talk know I'm more up
0: against it. And speaking of draft, that Miami Dolphins uh, next year have forfeited a draft pick for the 2023 draft, which makes that Chicago Bears pick now valued at pick 33 in the Chase Claypool trade. 33? So that's the first pick in
1: the second Uh, second round?
0: Well, no, there'll be 31 first round picks, so pick 32 will be the first, which is currently held, I think, by the Houston Texans.
1: Wait, why are there only 31 picks in the first round? Because the
0: Dolphins uh, got tagged for their inappropriate (laughs) Tom Brady... uh, shenanigans, uh, one off season and they, uh, sanctioned them a first round pick. So therefore there won't be 32. Gotcha.
1: So, but it's the second pick in the first round, the sec- second round. pick in the second, second pick, second second round. pick the which second is second. almost as good as a first round pick. It, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, Wait, to, you, you totally redeem yourself, <laughs> but there it is right now. Yeah. Chicago's is currently drafting second. And in, once again, we're talking about bonehead moves. Look at the Broncos. Like, they could have had that pick and maybe gotten their quarterback instead of what they did instead. And that just continues. The Rams don't have a pick for, like, 20 years. The Browns are in the same category. Steelers are currently 16th. So they're in the middle, and there you go, forfeited, my friend. Pick 22, which would have been Miami currently. So you get down to here, and that's 31. Well, it still says 31, and it says 32, but essentially, since it is forfeited, that pick is null and void, and there are only 31 first-round draft picks coming up. So uh, interesting, very interesting stuff. I had to bring that up. I had to twist the knife. Sorry, Chicago fans. Um, and thank you, not that makes
1: that trade. Pretty damn sweet, actually. It's,
0: uh, it's making up for us signing Mitch Trubisky. He said, oh, we feel really bad for that. So here, we'll give you a little well, bit extra. We didn't
1: sign him from there. I know, not, I know. You don't but have they're to apologizing. feel bad.
0: They're apologizing for basically, it's kind of like. Bringing him into the league? Bringing, yeah, bringing him into the league. <laughs> it's the same way like if a parent brings of a serial killer.
1: Was, somebody was going to draft into him. the
0: world, sorry, gonna... we gave birth to this hellion. <laughs> Brian, one last one. This was from December 28th. So I'm catching up on the flip on the flip calendar here. The Steelers flip calendar. So trivia question before Devlin Hodges in 2019, what pro football hall of fame head coach, boy, is that what a segue that is what pro football hall of fame head coach was the last undrafted Steelers rookie with multiple pass completions in a regular season game.
1: Pro football hall of fame, head coach,
0: last undrafted Steelers rookie with multiple pass completions in a regular season game. That's messed up, dude. I I don't even know that this is real. It seems like, um, and it comes from this calendar. So I got to take the word for it before Devlin Hodges in 2019. What pro football hall of fame head coach was the last undrafted Steelers rookie with multiple pass completions in a regular season game, this would have been in 1977.
1: I'm gonna you need tell you, Tony Dungy, and it is Tony Dungy. <laughs> I don't
0: ask me. I I would have never known that. Who saved my life? Like Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Um, he threw eight pass attempts in 1977 with the pittsburgh steelers he was three of eight for 43 yards and two interceptions (laughs) i mean uh that that's one that goes back for the ages and the funny thing is is that uh he appeared in more than one game i think taking an offensive snap I believe, maybe, uh, I'm not sure, but he appeared in three games as a rookie. But yes, that was against the Houston Oilers back on October 9th, 1977 in a 27 to 10 loss. That um, That's that's more than something. And uh, Mike Khrushchev and Terry Bradshaw all played in that game. Terry had four interceptions in that game. He was seven and 19 for 149, no touchdowns and four picks. 25.9 Ouch. rating. Yeah, and that, that just goes to show you. I mean, and we're talking 1977, man. This isn't like rookie Terry Bradshaw. This isn't noodle arm Terry Bradshaw. This was, you know, at the height of when the Steelers were rocking the dynasty. So people that they're so quick to pull the trigger on certain things just got to chill. And that was early in the season again. That was like October. Everybody and, can have a bad game. Everybody can have a bad game. Well, folks, that'll do it for us. Don't forget the promo code SteelCity20 at Manscaped.com. My name's Joe Kuzma. His name's Brian E. Roach. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Happy New Year. Happy
1: Holidays. Welcome to the Nexus.
0: Yeah, We'll make it. We'll get our way through this thing that rhymes with ain't. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Nexus. The Nexus.
0: Until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later.